0: Hello and welcome to the Android Central podcast for Thursday, July 18th, 2019. Although for one of us on this podcast, it's July 19th, 2019. My name is Daniel Bader and I am so happy that you are here listening to the show. It's a really, really special show this uh, today. Um, we have Aura Wagner back uh, with us from Orlando, Florida. How are you?
1: I am good, hoping to go watch some fireworks later.
0: After the storms pass.
1: After the storms pass, always.
0: And I alluded to it in the intro, but uh, coming to us from Australia, where it is, I don't know even how he's awake, 5 a.m., developer of Action Launcher, Action Dash, and many, many other great Android apps, Chris Lacey. Welcome back to the Android Central Podcast.
2: It's uh it's good to be here, and as a uh, as a person who listens to podcasts at two times speed, I will uh, try and endure uh, speaking in normal voices, hearing your voices at normal speed during this this chat.
0: Ah, that's so interesting. I I want to talk about that, um, because I've been told that I speak too slowly on this show, but if I sped myself up, I feel like it would just sound insane and nothing would make sense. So, um but let's save that for later because there's so much to talk about um i wanted i've wanted you on the show for a long time because uh well for a few reasons first of all we haven't caught up in a while and action launcher has been through many iterations including a very important recent update that sort of revamped the business model of the of the long time you know very popular uh third party launcher and i want to get to that a bit later because i want to hear about how it's doing um and what your what your thoughts were but before i before we get to that i kind of want to talk about something more recent that you that you wrote and something that was um brought up by Google in its recent announcement of Android Q beta 5 and that's the the incompatibility of third party launchers with Android Q at least at the beginning so you wrote a you wrote a blog post on July 10th the day that Android Q beta 5 came out and you said that Android Q's gesture navigation will not be compatible with third-party launchers, uh, and Google doesn't—you know—Google hasn't really un- said why so much, but we can kind of intimate why. So let's dive into that because you are developing a launcher that is very popular with early adopters. Um, where do things stand right now with Android launchers and Q, and and why do you think it's happening? uh, that way?
2: Well, uh, my understanding is, and, um, I I guess the, the first point is just to, to, to clarify that, um, everything that, uh, that, that I say is, is, is my understanding. Um, (laughs) you you know, not, not official, uh, official statements or anything like that, but, um, you know, at at least as far, as far as Android is, is, is concerned. Um, but my understanding is that, uh, Basically, Google have been doing an awful lot of work with gesture-related work in certainly in the last two years, two major Android releases. Um, those uh, paying close attention will know that with, first with Android Pie, um, there were a few changes introduced there that third-party launchers didn't have. Uh, the ability to to replicate uh the most obvious being uh first pixel launcher on android pi would hide the back button um and another obvious one was that in the was the way that whole recent gesture worked in android pi which I, i i thought always thought was was dreadful but um it's it, it was such that you could you, you would do what a, a subtle gesture up and then that would give you a peek into your app drawer and 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 a few suggestions of five suggestions from your launcher um, and so they would display at the bottom of the screen and then the the horizontally scrolling recent list at the top um, third-party launchers couldn't uh, couldn't integrate with that um, so so that was pi and then with Q things have, have uh you know google have continued to focus on on gestures um and my understanding basically is that um that's been google's focus it's not a a nefarious or malevolent move on google's part to ice out third-party launches it's just that they've been trying to get the to to revamp the system launches and um a, a consequence of that is they're just writing that to to work as well as possible with the system launcher, and that has caused uh, conflicts uh, with third party launches. Now, I th- yeah, that th- that's my understanding.
0: I want to use an example from outside the Android world. Along a, a lot of times, uh, Apple will. Copy a feature f- that was po- made popular by third-party developers, and essentially push those um, those categories or those developers out of business because you know it integrates uh, you know a night mode, for instance, and all of these custom night modes on macOS go you know kaput, and nobody wants to pay for them anymore. Um, more recently, the the company banned some developers from using enterprise uh, certificates because, um, you know, they were allowing apps too much information. And then Apple goes ahead and announces, uh, with iOS 13, some integrated parental controls, um, essentially, you, you know, stonewalling a lot of these developers, um, maybe not a perfect example. Um, but I just want to be clear. Google is not doing that here. They're not trying to make third party launchers, um, uh, a, you know, a, a, a an old, you know, out-of-date business. They're not trying to put you out of a job. They are trying to fix this. Uh, they're just not really sure how to do it yet. Is that your understanding?
2: I don't think it's a case of them not being aware how to do it. I think it simply hasn't been their priority. Um, I think they – their focus has been trying to get gestures to a level that they're very happy with. And there has been, and one of the, the unintended consequences of that has been, um, third party launcher compatibility. Now I would argue that, um, you know, I I feel like there's two issues with third party launcher compatibility in Android. Um, the first is one that ties into what I I spoke about first at the top of the show about how um, since Android Pie there's there's been a trend for Google to start doing these features that only the system launcher can and how that that limits third party launches. Uh, so that's a worrying trend. Um, but then there's also the fact that in Q up and you know every beta that's been released as of recording there's been issues using third-party launches. Um, Like you might see, for instance, going home, uh, there'll be a a quick flash of the recent list or, or, um, you know, the recent app list or something like that. Um, And it's not immediately obvious that that's that's not a bug caused by launches, but by the third-party launches, when in fact it's, it's a system UI issue system UI for, for those that aren't aware is basically the name for, um, the part of Android that renders notifications and the recent list and then and the lock screen. Um, and basically there's issues there when using third party launches. Now I'm, I, without having seen the code, but it, it feels to me like some of these issues, you know, were they actually, you know, were they a, a top priority? Um, it might have been, you know, it, it seems like it, it should have been possible that these would have been fixed for Android Q, um, especially because they've been present since the first beta. And it's not news to Google that um, that third-party launches were not working well on Q. Um, it's been the case since the first beta. People have been filing bugs. And uh, so it's, it is disappointing, but... Um, and and so I after IO I spoke with the team and they reassured me that it would uh, it would all be squared away for the final release and and then as things got further into the betas I I started to you know I didn't see improvements so I filed bugs and and followed up with uh, with the the team themselves and that was when I I learned the of the news to not fix it for Q's launch which was uh, <laughs> which was pretty devastating but it was. Um, upon following up with uh, with Android executives and that sort of stuff uh, it was there that I was that I was reassured that this was that it was not a case where Google are, are planning to fix it for Android R or something like that they they are planning on fixing it for Android Q.
1: I think the most laughable thing there is even though it forces you back to the three button navigation, you still have the issues with the recents menu and with flashes of this and that like since going to beta 5, Whenever I tap the recents button, half the time, instead of seeing the actual recents list, it'll be basically a full screen preview of my apps. And I have to scroll through them one at a time because they're full page and you can't go between more than one or, uh, one of them at a time. And things like that have still been there in beta five. So they're forcing you to not use gestures, but the bugs are still there even when you use the three button navigation system.
2: Yeah, I've, I've I use the two button navigation gesture, which I don't particularly love but I, I just prefer the the look of it um more than anything but i have i've noticed even with that as, as i run the, the q beta 5 it's not perfect there either um which is it's a pretty sad situation to to see <laughs> um I, I, honestly uh but uh like i as part of my um you know chasing this up i actually offered to you know can you give me preview access and, and I'll see if I can go in and 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 fix just the basic compatibility bugs. Um, and we can, you know, the, the APIs to allow launches, uh, the complete feature set that the system launcher does. I mean, that's not something that, that realistically I, I would add, but I was hoping that we could go in and and, and fix the, Fix those little issues, but uh that nothing nothing came of that, unfortunately. So I wanna
0: get into the gestures themselves because as you alluded to, you know, the the gesture situation has been problematic since they were introduced at Google I.O. twenty eighteen, um when we saw the first public beta for Android P. And the you know as as buggy as those early betas were, the functionality itself did not change very much between the introduction and it's and the final release of Pi in August. Whereas with Q, we've gone from um the early days of you know, the old gesture system to you know the the beta that launched at I.O. this year which wasn't the first beta, but for all intents and purposes, it was you get this new gesture system, you get the the swipe on the side to go back on either side. Uh, you get the this really when it works, this really nice easy way of swiping between apps just by dragging your uh, your thumb along the line on the bottom you get it you get larger apps because you no longer have that dead space where the where the um the gesture the navigation buttons are. So the idea of this full screen gesture system is good and sound. Um, but they're still tweaking it every single iteration. And Chris, beta five is supposed to be a release candidate. So how do you square that that uh that circle? Because I don't really understand what they're doing.
2: Well, first of all, I would slightly yeah, uh, quibble that I don't think Beta Five is supposed to be a release candidate. It's supposed to be very close. Google's stated plan is that they're going to do a sixth beta and then a final release. But historically, there's there's very few changes once you get this this late in the beta, which I I, I infer is your actual point. Um, but as far as the state of gestures, yeah, look, honestly, I. I don't have a whole lot of positive things to to say about them, and this is not coming from someone who's going to be temporarily inconvenienced um, by you know the third party launcher incompatibility uh, and, until Google rolls out a fix there. I just, I just don't think they're uh, like I feel like if you're going to change the core system mechanic for you know for Android, which ultimately affects how two plus billion people use the device. Like those – when you make those changes, they've got to be rock solid and they've got to be better um, than than what we had before. And I don't feel that's – I I don't feel either of those points are met with what we've seen from gestures so far. They really – when you compare like just the, we're not talking about tiny, tiny little tweaks that have happened over betas. There's been, you know, pretty large changes, certainly as far as how developers are supposed to interact with, uh, you know, the legacy you know, hamburger drawers on the side. Um, and they just, they feel to me like the team only really started focusing on them, uh, you know, in January or so, or something like that. I'm, I'm, I have no reason to believe that is the case, but they just don't feel like an absolutely rock solid, polished gesture navigation system like they should. Certainly, compared to you know to the iPhone X.
0: I mean, the iPhone X was was in development for years, like five something years. Like we we don't know exactly how long, but you one would imagine that when they were developing like the iPhone six somebody in their the iOS you know UI team was figuring out how to do gestures it didn't feel like that's the case with google you know they 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 completely went to a completely different direction between android pie and android you know quick well, or whatever it's let's
1: called let's be clear half the reason that the gesture controls were more received what were better received on the iphone was the back button was kind of a disaster on the iphone before that like iPhones didn't have a set navigation system for going back within an app or going back between apps. And that was horrible. We had a solid, boring but solid gesture nav uh, gesture system with the three buttons. But I like gesture navigations. Like I love the ones on the OnePlus 6T. I still that's the one thing I miss most from this phone now that I'm on a Pixel 3A. Cause gestures on the Pixel 3A I like the back button I like the back gesture from the sides but it's just something that needed to be worked out much deeper than just the system UI because it's it's going to, it breaks so many apps and even with peeking peeking doesn't really help that much because it's something that you have to figure out what's the right sensitivity what what one place can I touch on the side of this text chat in order to not activate something on the page but activate peeking for the drawer
0: all right before before you um, move on from that, Ara. I think it's worth mentioning for people who aren't on the Android Q beta what the peaking gesture is and how... Because it's brand new to 5. It's kind of... Buggy uh, as sin? It's, it's, it's still broken. Um, but it's kind of like... It, here we're, They're trying to make... they're They're trying to make it possible to swipe in from the left side of the screen and have that work simultaneously with the swipe in to go back gesture.
1: Yeah. And for about a day and a half after beta five came to my phone, I was still trying to, okay, where's this one little area? Cause it's like, you'd have to tap between elements on a screen in order to try and activate peeking for the drawer, but you couldn't swipe in too quickly. You couldn't swipe in too late. Cause if you peek and then you don't do it, it goes away. So it was, it's, it's a nice idea. It's a, it's a, very much a duct tape fix to something that still needs fundamental changes or at the very least it needs fundamental changes to the way that we design apps so there needed to be i almost wish they would treat gesture navigation the way they have treated dark mode for so many years it's in the beta it's in the beta and it gets pulled for the final release because it's not ready and this is not ready
2: well i think what's going to be interesting there is whether it default, you know how Google defaults it in the, in the final release. Um, specifically, will the Pixels Four uh, will they default to gesture navigation? I would yeah. certainly I- I expect so. That's right. Um, and I I kind of I, I would tend to agree. I I, I don't I don't think it it feels quite ready to to be turned on at uh, you know turned on for everyone by default. Um, I I would add that I think if you think about it from Google's perspective, I could see why they would turn it on by default. And that's simply because um, the iPhone X has now been doing, you know, gesture nav for for two years now. um, And, Every OEM is trying to do the same thing, you know, trying to keep up. Gesture navigation, whether it's better or not, it's it's in vogue. Um, so Google have got to do something. Um, it just, I, I, I just really would have hoped that they would have been in a in a much more rock solid place uh, than they are. So
0: Chris, I'm curious, as a developer, how do you how do you see app development in general playing out because there are two trends that I'm seeing. First, we're moving to tab-based design within apps so that we're kind of deprecating the hamburger menu. We're not, um, it's A, not as common and B, it's not used for as many core functions within apps, so.
1: Well, it was deprecated a year and a half. Wasn't the uh, the hamburger menu like deprecated within material design a year and a half ago?
0: It, like it's it was supposed to be gone, but it's mm. not gone from even a lot of Google's apps. Uh, if you look at Google Maps, the Play Store, uh, you know, in the Play Store, for instance, you can't get to my apps without opening the hamburger menu. Um, Google has played with tab based navigation within the Play Store app, but it has not stuck. Um, so you would think that their developers would follow their own material guidelines and that doesn't seem to be happening.
2: Well, that's always been a, a sort of issue with, with Google and I think it's a consequence of just what a unreasonably large size company it is. Um, it's, uh, you know, just because people on one team say, hey, we're this design paradigm that we used to push, we're not pushing anymore. Like, it, it takes a lot to, to change that. So, I can, I can certainly understand how it could take a while for that to change but as a and this may come as a, you know a surprise to people that have followed my apps um action launches uh very first release one of the the big features was i had a you know a hamburger drawer, um <clears throat> which worked really well i i felt for just offering an a to z list of, of all your apps um but that aside like i've never liked the hamburger button as a developer i um the hamburger menu rather it it just forces. I just think it leads to lazy design and just people. Just you know, we can't figure out where to where to put this. Let's just shove it in a drawer. And once you do that, it invariably gets ignored by users. Uh, so I've long since favored bottom tabs and I'm uh, or, or, t- or tabs in general. So I'm I'm I definitely prefer that from a user point of view and a and a developer point of view. Where do you see
0: this compromise happening? In a year from now, when phones are launching with Android Q, OEMs have to contend with being forced to use Google's gestures because we lo- we learned that at I/O,
1: they're not being forced to use them; they're just being forced to offer them. No, no. no and but, I get gar- they
0: they okay. So they are being forced to include them, whether they default to them or not remains to be seen. But there are there are downsides to both of those things because if Samsung chooses to default to its own gesture nav with the, you know, S11. Um, and it includes Google's, but Samsung's is different enough from Google's that it undermines uh, what what Google's trying to accomplish with Q. Um, Samsung's then also potentially implementing, well, they have to implement the three-button design still uh, for fallback plus Google's gesture nav. We have the situation where app behavior is not predictable depending on which navigation system you're using.
2: I think that's been part of the reason why Google have been pushing GestureNav when I would argue it's not quite ready. Um, and that is to try and get some form of standard. I think it's, it's better to have a standard um, than, you know, OEMs trying all these different things. Uh, so I might inference i guess is the only way i would describe it is that oems won't be able to modify the gestures much if at all um they will have to use uh you know the way that that google intend them to be in as of q
1: i don't see that happening cuz samsung has developed a gesture system that is simplistic but relatively easy to follow oneplus has implemented a gesture system that is distinctly different from google's but works i think just about as well. And I don't see OnePlus going, well, your system is inferior. I'm going to include it because you're making me, but I'm not going to default to it. I'm not going to have that be the only option as opposed to the one that we've been working on. I don't see them forcing uh, uh, manufacturers to not include their own gesture systems.
2: I am interested to see how that plays out because while I could certainly... I think it's inarguable that, uh, that OEMs would not relish such a, such an enforcement being pushed upon them. Uh, I could certainly see how Google from their, from its perspective at a high level says, look, we don't want eight subtly different gesture nav systems across the platform, uh, for better or worse, we just want one. And, and this is what you have to go with, uh,
1: well, we had that for years with buttons. I mean, Samsungs were reversed for five years, and it took a while for them to allow you to swap them back.
2: Well, I actually uh, didn't hate Samsungs reverse buttons as, as crazy as it sounds, but uh, but but yes, I I, I agree. Um, and it's entirely possible I'm I'm wrong, and uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out for sure. I mean, I,
0: I think we take for granted that you know for the last couple of years navigation on android has been relatively consistent across every phone released but you're absolutely right i mean ice cream sandwich introduced um introduced the you know on screen buttons back in what 2012 and and samsung only got rid of its capacitive buttons in 2016 2017 2016 17 um with the Galaxy S8 right so if you think about that uh that's not that long ago and Samsung had been resisting getting rid of those permanent you know backwards uh navigation buttons forever and if you think about it if Samsung had persisted in a in a parallel universe if Samsung had insisted on on maintaining Capacitive buttons, Google would never have been able to move to gestures because it requires on screen navigation. And obviously Samsung would have inevitably gone there because the technology was available to move to make screens larger and to emphasize, you know, screen size over anything else.
1: Well, that's not why they went to capacitive. They went from to on screen from capacitive because people kept breaking the buttons. The same reason that Apple went away from a actual button for the uh, for the home button. People kept breaking them.
0: Well, they they broke the the home buttons, but the capacitive buttons weren't exactly. They were out too. Sure, I, I mean that's this is all sort of semantics around the idea that Samsung, which sells way more phones than any other OEM, at least they did in twenty seventeen. Uh, resisted this change for four or five years. That's a long time in the Android
2: world. Yeah, it, it was only the the S8, right? The right the, the really- S8 was the first mm-hmm. time
0: that that they introduced, and that that came with that Infinity display and that massive redesign. You know, it it was it was there for a reason, and it makes sense in retrospect. But um, you know, my question to you, Chris, is. Google will never be able to force OEMs to do what they want. They'll never be able to force developers to do what they want when it comes to design. How do you see this playing out in a year from now? What is your what is your ideal scenario for uh some sort of compromise between gestures, you know, the 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 universal back button and having app compatibility as
2: wide as possible? Well, the first thing that pops into my head is uh in my ideal scenario, Google will fix third-party launcher compatibility by the time the Pixel 4 ships. Um, But that's dodging your question. I, gosh, that's a, what what is the most ideal situation? It's, I mean, ideally we would just have one flawless gesture system that that works really well um, with third-party launcher compatibility um, so that Users don't have to choose between um, using a customizable home screen and their system navigation um, I think that would that would be ideal i I just
1: well let's also consider for a lot of people it's going to be a matter of do I use this buggy gesture navigation or do i switch from using the gesture navigation that my phone came with back to the old buttons in order to have something stable.
2: Well, there's that. And then there's also, I think, to counter the point that I that I made, uh, you know, five minutes ago, I could definitely understand OEM saying, well, hang on. I, I understand you wanting us to use a unified system, but our system is clearly better than yours. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out as well.
0: Yeah and i mean and i i bring i i bring it back to two companies samsung and huawei because increasingly those are the two that are dictating for better or for worse dictating decisions within this an, in the android space samsung in north america and huawei throughout europe I mean, there are other companies like xiaomi um vivo oppo oneplus that are that have influence over design on a minor level but i think samsung and huawei are the companies that have the, that have Google's ear the most and are most likely the ones that are going to influence Google and vice versa. So, um, you know, I it, it remains to be seen whether they will, whether the next big phones from these companies will um, have sort of long-term, will force long-term changes for this gesture system. But my thinking is that once Google finalizes this, it needs to stay the same for a long
2: time. I, I would certainly agree. And I think uh, certainly if you put yourself in the position of an average uh, you know device user, it's confusing to have your core system um, navigation mechanism completely upended. The, the point that, that you, know, you made earlier has... Uh, has, has really resonated with me as far as just illustrating how long the time lag was with Samsung in particular holding on to the legacy buttons. And I know I, I, know, I know, OnePlus offered, they had a, a sort of a combination of capacitive buttons and you could also enable system navigation. I think Samsung, did they maybe have a similar thing for a while? Um, but the point is, it, it certainly wasn't a case that Google introduced um, the new software navigation buttons in in ice cream sandwich and the entire Android a- ecosystem jumped on board right and I think it's reasonable to assume there there will be um, a bit of a lag with with gesture nav with the the caveat being that gesture nav is different in in it that it's much more of the new hotness than uh, than the navigation buttons were in 2012. So we'll just see how it plays out, I guess. Right. Um,
0: okay. So I, I know that we don't have you for too much longer. So I, I want to talk about Action Launcher uh, a little bit. Um, so let's shift gears. And I just want to run through a couple of the big changes. Uh, first of all, you know, congrats on the success. I I think, you know, I, I don't know about you, but it's pretty impressive that you've developed Action Launcher. Uh, you know, parallel to Action Dash and um, and and all of these other sort of side projects that are complementary to the core Action Launcher, you know, brand and 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 apps. So um, back in April, you introduced Action Launcher 40, and alongside it, you uh, introduced something called Action Search. And within Action Search, you introduced kind of a new business model that would allow you to make additional revenue by defaulting the search within um, Action Launcher to Bing over Google. And if you want to change that, uh, you you would have to pay a little bit more, even if you were currently a Plus subscriber um, or a Plus member, a Plus user that you've paid for the upgrade. Um, I just want to know: a) How has the response been? And B, what, what did you what led you to that decision, aside the obvious that you know, you can't keep offering free upgrades in perpetuity?
2: I think that was uh well it, it's obviously a, a very obvious point, but um the the chief motivator was that um to try and discover additional revenue for, for action launcher, I think most um most apps, like Action Launcher, has a strange business model in that uh, it just relies on attracting new users and getting those new users to buy the the one time upgrade. Whereas if you look at most successful businesses, it's um, it's trying to make ongoing revenue from existing customers. And so the action search and and very and related initiatives has basically been about trying to uh to gain ongoing revenue um for for action launcher
0: and and how's it been going i mean that it's it's clearly there was a big risk there well there was some risk to that alienating existing users what what's the response been like so
2: far i think there's been a there's certainly been a mixed response which which i completely expected um you know it's uh there's, there's people that, you know, get upset. Oh, look, I, uh, I bought this app, you know, I paid $5 for, for this upgrade in 2014. It's, uh, you know, I should, I should get everything, everything going forward. And I, on one hand I can, you know, I can understand that mindset. Like, because like, if you look at Google maps, like the way that was and like, and, and just what a fantastic app that is! And no one puts down any money to use Google apps. Um, sorry, I'm saying Google apps. I mean Google Maps. Google Maps, but
0: um, uh, but all Google <laughs> apps are free.
2: They're all, I mean, practically all of them yes. are are
0: ad supported.
2: Quite, quote unquote, free. That's that's right. I mean, I can I can definitely understand how people are of the mindset that. Um, you know why should I? Why should I have to pay for app A when you know I I have I'm used to not paying for apps, uh, so so I can definitely understand that people are upset. I think certainly I've had a few people get upset about the about that decision, and I find that um, a, a large percentage of them, when I just explain the situation, look, it, you know, in a hypothetical world, you would you would rather pay a, a few dollars more and the app to continue than for the app to go away. Because I think if you if you look around at how many apps that you used, you know, or that you bought, you know, five years ago, how many of them are still going, it may not be that many. Um, and that's because apps, like a, a reality is, you know, it's a boring reality, but it's a reality all the same. Apps need ongoing revenue uh, to continue to get better like it just uh it, it is just a reality so um i think people once people become more understanding of that they um generally the reaction is oh yeah okay you know that uh, that makes sense and if and if you are talking about an app that you use you know 40 times a day you know On multiple devices it's uh most people eventually go oh yeah okay you know that's worth it i'll uh, i'll pay a few more dollars there um that's certainly not the case for everyone and it's hard to uh to make that point when people you know do a drive by one star review and that sort of stuff but um yeah i i would say that's how that's how people have have taken it
0: in addition to you know ongoing development of action launcher you've developed action dash which is sort of your take on the digital well-being features that were introduced in Android Pie but you're inter- but you're giving access to those same metrics uh to devices running older versions of Android and you're also allowing people running Pie and 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 later uh additional kind of metrics and 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 a and a much nicer um dashboard and things like that so what was your motivation for building Uh, what is essentially something that is being included in the core OS on most
2: phones these days. The initial motivation for action dash, actually the the seed was planted five years ago or more um, when I would just watch keynotes from, you know, Apple and Google and they'd come on on stage and say, and we unlock our phones, you know, 70 times a day or whatever it was. And, it just always struck with me, gosh I wonder how many times I actually unlock my phone um, and so I'd always wanted to play with this and i I prototyped it, but uh, I never ended up developing it and um, and then time went by and and i and then last year, obviously both Google and Apple both pushed initiatives in the space, and I remember sitting in the uh in the blazing uh, hot sun at Google I/O, thinking, "Oh God, you know, I I wish m- missed my window. I should have re- should have written this up." And then it occurred to me pretty quickly. Well, hang on. In the same way that I write Action Launcher, which takes the you know Google's base launcher as a base and adds more compelling features to it, why can't I do the same here? And it was a much harder challenge because I'm. Un- uh, Action, sorry, um, yeah, Action Launcher is based on the open source uh, AOSP Launcher 3 project. Google don't open source the digital well-being app. That's a, that's a private app. So everything had to be written from scratch. So it was much more of a, an engineering effort. Um, but it was, it was one that I was really motivated to do um, and... Because I just felt like there's a there's an opportunity to do a lot in this in that space um, as far as you know providing helpful insights as regarding how how we use our devices, setting app limits um, and it was just a it sounded like an exciting project to work on once I I really dug into it and uh, having you know essentially written. Nothing but action launcher for seven years with a with a little break for Link Bubble in the middle. It was uh, I was excited to um, to try something new. So uh, so thus was thus came Action Dash.
0: Do we uh, do we all have Action Dash slash Digital Wellbeing on our phones right now?
1: I've been using Action Dash since the beginning. I like it better than Digital Wellbeing.
0: Well, I guess there it's not go. fair <laughs> for you, Chris, because it's five fifty a.m. in in Australia. But all right, let's. But he
1: can look at yesterday's. We could all look at yesterday's and have a full twenty-four oh, yeah, hours. Oh okay.
0: Let's do yesterday. Uh, what was what was your uh, what were your stats yesterday uh, in terms of usage and unlocks?
2: All uh, right, yesterday I had forty-nine unlocks and a total of fifty-eight minutes of screen time. Yep. Wow. Okay.
0: I'm How? now. Wow. I'm so. I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> embarrassed.
1: I'm not i'm just in shock
2: yeah well i i have uh made a a conscious effort to try and uh and use my phone less um now i i do i i exclude action dash and action launcher because if I'm doing a bit of development on them, I don't want them uh them juking my stats and but i don't actually do most of my development on the primary device. I have test devices for that but uh yeah i mean i I used a you know brave my my browser was the was the main app at what are we at? at nineteen minutes and uh Twitter thirteen instagram seven
0: yeah that's it well, I now have uh i'm gonna i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth here yesterday, I used my phone three hours and fifty two minutes. And I had 53 unlocks. So, and most of that was on Twitter, which is super embarrassing because I thought that I was using Twitter less, but I used Twitter last yesterday for an hour and 35 minutes. So um, I definitely need to get better at, at that. I'm going to start using focus mode on Twitter, actually, because my God, that is way too much time just scrolling poisonous tweets.
2: Well, I, uh, I should say that you, you picked me on a, on a good day. Um, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, like I just was following like the NBA free agency and, uh, yeah, my Twitter usage was a long, <laughs> you know, very, very, very different, shall we say it was, uh, you know, I had, you know, four hours, uh, of, of usage in, in the week a, a couple of weeks ago, but, uh. But no, yesterday was a pretty light day for me. All right, I'm uh, were you at the parks yesterday? I am uh yeah. I'm interested in your stats.
1: I was at the park yesterday evening, but I brought two phones with me to the park, so this is going to be somewhat incomplete cuz I use a phone with a different SIM in it for Harry Potter Wizard Unite. But for this phone, I had 60 unlocks and I had 3 hours and 24 minutes of usage. Let's see per app. or app time. I spent an hour and 47 minutes in Disney Emoji Blitz yesterday. But that was because I was trying oh, to finish the event. <laughs>
0: Come on. Well, so that was in the park. You think Twitter's <laughs> poisonous? That stuff will rot your brain for sure.
1: No, no, no. It's like brain teasers for me.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm I, i I'm not one to judge. I I should not be saying anything. You, I you mean, do you. On,
1: I mean, on Tuesday, I spent... Eight hours on my phone, but four hours of that was in the Hangouts Meet for Prime Day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Prime. I looked at my my stats on Prime Day are just bananas. I it was like seven and a half hours. Most of that was in Slack. So, um, well, I you know I I love I, I use Action Launcher on most of the phones that uh, that I have. I've, I've I'll be I'll, I'll be honest with you. I go between Action Launcher. And and Nova Launcher and and recently Launch Air and I would love to hear your take on your competitors these days because um, I feel like it's a relatively small community of of developers who build third party launchers and you know just your your sort of closing thoughts on like what you think the ecosystem looks like today and where do you think it's going in the next little bit?
2: I mean Nova's been uh, sort of the the leading the most popular third-party launcher certainly for for a long time and you know try as i may to add features i've uh i don't seem to have uh <laughs> made too much head ground there which is on one but hand I mean,
1: is action and nova are almost the same age they're both yes. out at about the same time but nova's just been king of the mountain forever since i think they just got a bigger start early on and then just kept it
2: I think that's, that's certainly one way to, to look at it. Um, but I mean, it's undeniable that, uh, that Nova has been, been more successful. It's not something that I, I dwell on because I, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't think it does any, any good to, to focus that way. Instead I focus on the reality that I get to, uh, you know, make an app that I enjoy using every day. Um, and it provides a living and, uh, you know, that's like just because someone is maybe doing it better doesn't mean I should be any less upset at, at, at you know, my achievements. So the, I'm, you know, certainly have a, you know, a huge amount of respect for Kevin and um, and everything that, that Nova's achieved and, uh, you know, I continue to d- develop Action Launcher and, and hope that, uh, you know, it can achieve greater success, um, and uh, the on the there are other apps. Certainly, um, you know the the launcher guys. They seem to be doing uh, you know interesting stuff. I don't I don't uh, see any of it as, as bad by by any means. I, I think what's exciting is that you know anyone can just install these apps, and um, I don't think the use of one app precludes you from uh, from using another app. It's it's not like if you you buy a car by car a then you're you're out of the market um it, we can all just switch on a whim or you know if there's a new feature added that we that we like and yeah so i think that's uh, i think that's really great and as, as an ecosystem and i am anxious for for google to fix this in in android q and uh anxious and really hoping that they uh uh, true to their word, that they're going to force OEMs to also fix this because one of my uh, biggest fears has been: oh, well, if it, if third-party launcher compatibility is broken with gesture nav in the final Q release, does that mean it's going to be broken when OEMs fork that Q release? Um, so I'm hopeful that Google will, uh, and, and I mentioned this when I when I was chatting with with Googlers and they said no, they they are going to, you know see that these are fixed. So, uh, yeah. Did they say if
1: system UI is going to be part of Project Mainline? Was that, I feel like you mentioned that on Twitter once and I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if it was a yes or a no there.
2: I believe it's not. Um, But, uh,
1: I mean, for something that's still in this state of a flux, you would think that they would want to include that in Project Mainline so that way it can get fixed quicker down the road.
2: I could certainly understand that, certainly from my point of view and and from Google's. Um, I think it would be a much harder sell on OEMs because that's one of the, the bigger areas of customizable customizability, um, you know, lock screens and the way, um, the notification panel shortcuts, uh, tiles rather appear and that sort of stuff. It's traditionally quite different over different devices. So I think they would have, uh, a bit of a battle convincing OEMs there, but, uh, I certainly hope I'm wrong and and we'll we'll see what Google come up with with various sort of theming options and that sort of stuff in in theory, I don't think there's too much reason uh they couldn't do something there um so yeah we'll we'll see how that goes
0: all right, so the last thing uh from you chris um action launcher forty two beta one came out today um why don't you just quickly run us through what to look forward to? in the next big release
2: sure um so i've uh yeah there's there's been a a a lot of work actually going on in, in my apps uh of late both action launcher and action dash um so action action launcher 42 the the main change has been around the use of theming um so obviously with android q google added dark theme and so action launcher for the longest time has had a a popular feature called Quick Theme and what it does is it essentially takes the colors from your wallpaper and themes UI elements with those colors. So the Google search bar will will rather than just be white, will be tinted to match your wallpaper. And folder backgrounds and 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 that sort of stuff. So integrating that with theme integrating quick theme with theme you know it's already a, a tongue twister trying to <laughs> expect people to understand the difference between those two features um given their names are so similar but that was actually quite a bit of work and um no I, I, not to get too inside baseball but that was some of the first code that i i wrote for action launcher what was known as action launcher three back in the day and uh Looking at that code now, it it was not pretty, and uh, it it was essentially a house of cards um, to get it uh, get it all working. And I just I just got jack of it basically, and uh, and <laughs> ended up completely ripping it apart and and rewriting it and properly and adding tests and that sort of stuff. So it'll be much better for it, but uh, it was more work than I anticipated. Um, but having come out the other side, it, it's very handy. So that if you change your theme is so you can still set your um say the search bar to update with your wallpaper and you could also set maybe folders to they'll rather than match your wallpaper they might match your system theme so for instance um let's say you, you you know you've got your device with a wallpaper, and you're in light mode, then you might have a a more vibrant color for the search bar and white as the folder icon background. But when you enable dark mode, uh, rather than using the vibrant color in the search bar, it will go to a more muted color, and the folder icons will, rather than being white background, will change to dark or or black, depending on your preference. Uh, So that's certainly one of the, uh, you know, the key features of Action Launcher 42 along with um, some Action Dash integration so that uh, if you enable – because Action Dash recently gained uh, focus mode, as as you touched on briefly, Dan, uh, so that in times of needing to, uh, you know, (laughs) when you're like, all right, I need to get off Twitter – so you enable focus mode, and now Action Dash will will grey out. Sorry, Action Launcher will grey out the icons of of apps that are that are blocked for any reason. Uh, so that's uh, that's another feature in Action Launcher 42.
0: Yeah, I just enabled that, and now I'm not allowed to use Twitter. So thank you, because I think you're probably going to make me more productive just by releasing this feature.
2: Well, um, I should also add, um, historically, I don't know, I've never liked to talk too much about future updates, mainly because sometimes things change. Um, But uh, I'm I'm happy to mention that the next Action Dash update, um, as things stand, you know, it it can always change. But the the focus is on adding uh, rules or schedules so that you can set it up so that, uh, you know, from from Monday morning from 8am to, you know, to lunchtime, you just automatically engage focus mode. So it, it just, um, you don't even have to turn it on. It Action Dash will automatically engage focus mode and all of a sudden, you know, your Twitter and Instagram icons, you know, will be, will be blocked. Um, and obviously you can configure these rules however, however you like. Um, but that's, that's in development and uh is coming along well for action dash and and hopefully will be released uh, in the not too distant future
1: i'm gonna use the crap out of that at bedtime
2: <laughs> that's a- just
1: from about midnight to 2 a.m just to make sure i get off of twitter or art or whatever and go to bed
2: yeah so uh, you you don't even have to you don't you don't need a little voice in your head telling you it's time to do it it, it will just come on automatically so yeah i'm uh, i'm excited for that feature and uh Hopefully it'll be out sooner rather than later. Although I don't think anybody would
0: be mad if Chris's voice came on every time they tried to launch a, an app in focus mode to be like, listen, mate, get off the damn phone.
2: <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, that is an interesting, uh, interesting comment in that, um, at the moment when you have focus mode or, or you, uh, reach, uh, an app limit, app usage limit for the day. Um, at the moment, I pop up a, a, a GIF, and I I think that's a screen where there's there's certainly been a bunch of feedback that some people like that, some people don't. So um, there's uh, also another feature in the in the next Action Dash update is different options on how the uh, usage limits are enforced. Um, Ooh, it, you can we pick
1: our own GIF yet?
2: Well. Uh, not just not yet. Um, at the moment, it's just been between uh, you know picking a static image, a more calming image. Um, but uh, I certainly appreciate that uh, that GIF options uh, uh, they're on my wish list. So uh, I will uh, I will give that a little bump due to your comment there, Ara. We got we got the inside track.
0: We get to we get to invite you onto our podcast so that you can't say no.
2: There you go.
1: <laughs> All we're asking for things you can't say no to. How we we coming on quick theme getting hex color support?
2: Um, Action Launcher 42 has more quick theme options yet to be revealed. Okay. Because uh-huh. f- I use live
1: wallpapers and quick theme currently doesn't work with those. So hex color support is what I need.
2: I, uh, Don't I let her bully you, you Chris. <laughs> no, you do what no, you want. No All
0: right, um, I'm going to let you go so that you can uh, wake up. Um, you were you were incredibly awake for being on here at 5 a.m. and I cannot thank you enough. This was amazing. Um, if people want to find out where you are on the internet, um, where where can they go and, and how can they find you?
2: Twitter, Twitter is the best. Um, Chris M Lacey is uh, is my handle. Um, yeah, I've yeah, I, I, I'm pretty responsive and, and and active on there. So yeah,
0: give me all a right. follow. An action launcher, action dash, and and all the all the other things as well. Um, and Ara, I guess I'll let you give a shout out because why not? Where can people find you?
1: Uh, mostly Twitter at Aura Wagco W A G C O. So that's where I am.
0: And as you heard, you can definitely find me on Twitter for at least one and a half hours a day, uh, if not more, at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, You can find all of us at Android Central, AndroidCentral.com, and on Instagram at the same. And I thank you so, so much for listening. Feedback, send it to us at podcast at AndroidCentral.com. We love, love, love hearing from you. And this week, your homework, what launcher do you use on your phone send us in and uh, make chris happy uh that's it for this week we will be back with a brand new episode next week and uh thanks so much for listening talk to you later bye bye